0: this is Debeni Morgan and you're listening to The Spirit of Now, the podcast of Atlanta's organization Zeitgeist, no longer limited to Atlanta. And today I'm going to flip our script and put Pam Muller in the reins to interview myself and some of the students at ZG, specifically regarding our exploring program. So Pam, our president of our board of directors, a dream expert, a supervisor in Hayden's program uh, for dream understanding and dream work and training, and uh, just all around awesome person. Pam, let me throw it back to you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Great. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm kind of honored to be in the host seat. Debony, you hold this position so well that um, I will try to live up to uh, the standard that you have set for the spirit of now, <laughs> interviews. Um, no, I'm really excited to be sitting in this seat because today we get to talk about the Exploring Program. And one of the reasons that I'm excited to be associated with Zeitgeist and be the Board President is because of the engaging curriculum that, um, that is offered here. And so I want to get a chance for the listeners to learn from the inside and from the people who have been a part of the program. So maybe the place that we should begin with learning all about exploring today is to figure out who we're talking with. So let's maybe uh, go around and do some introduction. Um, We have four of us at the table today. Myself, obviously, our executive director and um, faculty, Debbie Morgan. And then we have Joella Walker and Melissa Lerner. So let's let's just
0: do a roundtable. I'll go ahead and let my students go first, or some of my former students even. (laughs) Joella, how about you? Hi, I'm Joella Walker. Um,
2: I'm a former student in the Zeitgeist program. I have a background in art, a couple of degrees in art. Had a very strong interest in Native American traditions, and the um, early 40s, and decided to go back to school and get a master's of social work. Uh, while I was doing that, I met Debony, and she invited me to the Zeitgeist program. I wasn't quite sure what to expect, um, and uh, I just jumped right in. in In that first cohort, there was a shamanic practitioner, and that was what I had been searching for. Um, now I am a shamanic practitioner myself in the Pachakuti Mesa tradition, um, and I have completed uh, the apprenticeship through through that program, as well as uh, three years of Zeitgeist. I'm a certified spiritual director now, uh, a psychotherapist, and a practitioner. Thank you for having me on the show today.
3: And um, I'm Melissa Lerner, and I found Zeitgeist through Debony. Um, Interesting. I was a student at uh, Candler School of Theology, um, working on an, a Master of Divinity program, which I did graduate this past um, spring. But uh, not really sure what I wanted to do. And one day, I was just doing some searches around on the computer, just and uh, up popped Devaney and Spiritual Direction, and I and I just knew. Um, that this was something that I was interested in and uh, went ahead and took a leap and uh, joined that first exploring group and found such a community in that group. Um, so I just finished my second year at Zeitgeist in the Becoming um, cohort and we will be entering into engaging for, for next year. And really excited about being a part of, or being a, continuing to be a part of the community and, um, and also working with people in spiritual direction.
1: Wonderful. Welcome, all of you. Um, Debany, why don't we start with um, an a introduction into the Exploring Program itself? Tell us what it is and uh, maybe what people can expect.
0: Yeah, actually, it's um, I have to talk about spiritual direction a little bit first in order to sort of contextualize what goes on at Exploring. And so originally with our organization, we had started out as a spiritual direction training program. In other words, we were um, taking students like Melissa and like Joella and teaching them how to do spiritual direction. And now, of course, if you're going to learn how to do spiritual direction, you have to experience spiritual direction. Now, spiritual direction, I always use therapy as an analogy because I'm a licensed therapist, and it has some some shared qualities with that. But the idea is instead of getting together and, and talking about your psychological issues, spiritual direction is meeting with a companion who is a witness and somebody who holds for you your spiritual experience, walking with you in your spiritual journey, or um, I like how Norvian Vest says that the, the, the idea of a journey is sort of a masculine construct, which I agree with. So sitting with you at your spiritual hearth, a more feminine idea of thinking about that. Yeah, I know. So what exploring is is group spiritual direction exploring is a group of people who are coming together once a month to share their experiences in their own spiritual life to learn from other people's experiences in their spiritual life and we have particular material that we cover that is sort of the bones of the experience over the nine sessions between September and May. So as we come together, we've got learning material that hopefully is going to be part of a spiritual formation for everybody in the group, but also keeps us centered and, and, um, and challenged, hopefully. And you know, the students will have to talk to that a little bit about their experience. But the idea is that we share one another's spiritual journey or each other's spiritual hearth we come together to to sustain one another in a spiritual way, and I emphasize that our particular program is interfaith or interspiritual. So, part of the gift of that is not only the community aspect, but the interfaith, interspiritual community access. Because as we engage in these conversations and as we share. Um, the intimacy of relationship building, we're learning about all the places that we have in common. And if there are liturgical or theological differences, we learn to to share space with that and and to build one another within that context. So that's my general overview. That's a really good that's a
1: really good introduction. Um Joelle or Melissa, is there anything that you want to add to that?
3: I was gonna say um when you were talking about your spiritual story, that that was one of the exercises that we did in exploring that really uh, stands out to me is how each week we were able to share our own spiritual stories with each other and finding out that our story um, had it, we might not have looked at it as a spiritual story in the beginning, but because we were putting it in this context, we could see the spiritual that went through the threads of, of our life story and our life journey. And um, that was really fun to uh, be a part of that and listen to other people's story and then come up, you know, work out our own story. So in this time, in this 2020 era that
1: we have entered, I want to ask a little bit about the Exploring Program and how it is uh, transitioning or how it is adjusting to meet these new needs of our time.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the, the, the simple answer to that is we have always valued our time together in person. And I think we can all agree that there's a certain magic that happens, as, as Jesus said, when two or more are gathered, right? And um, at one point, we had even, as an organization, we had even asked the question, maybe we offer this remotely, right? Maybe we do this as virtual learning. And we, funnily enough, we had agreed not to do that because we valued the in-person so much, but you know, the universe had different ideas. Mm -hmm. So the the quick answer to that is that we're transitioning by making the program remote. So time zones might be uh, a factor but that notwithstanding, you know, that really opens up who we are able to invite to join us. So, you know, that's, that's the logistical answer to that. But I, w- I want to go beyond that. And, and I want to lean into Michael Mead's work because I'm, I'm very influenced uh, as a therapist. I work from a Jungian modality, and, and that's very influential in my spiritual thinking as well. And one of the things we study at the, uh, at the end of the Becoming Cohort is we talk about ritual and initiation. And I think that that's important in an individual life. And what we do at Zeitgeist gives witness to that individual transition, initiation, and and helps ritualize that. But that doesn't just happen at the individual level. Initiation happens at a community level, a national level, we're in the middle of a initiation occurring at a global level An initiation is an invitation to change and do things differently mm. the planet the pandemic politics in the united states are asking us to do things differently and to be in the world differently now michael Mead and of course all of the anthropologists sociologists psychologists mythologists before him you know we have an archetype of initiation and that involves three different stages and the first stage is a separation or departure from the way that we've always done things and uh we we have encountered that in the beginning of this year and i think we're past that stage now into a a liminal stage or a threshold stage which is the in-between stage it's the not knowing stage what happens with school children in the fall? I don't know. What happens if they go back? What happens if they don't go back? I don't know. What happens to y- universities? What happens to uh, what's gonna happen with our election? I, I don't know, I, we don't know. And, and we are in this not knowing together. And there's a very specific piece of this liminality that has to do with the forming of deep community in the space of not knowing. And, and they use the word communitas for that. And so I think for Zeitgeist as an organization and for the Exploring Program specifically, what we have to offer is communitas. And that is the, the, the way that individuals come together to sort of gel, support one another, and discover together in this liminal space of not knowing. So what happens next is is a renewal or a sense of you know people talk about the new normal or or going back to normal there there is no normal to go back to we're being initiated and whatever happens next is not going back it's going forward and per the archetype we can only do that after we have formed some communitas and deep community in this threshold place of not knowing so that's my deeper answer to how things are different mm-hmm. is we've got emphasis on this this very, very deep opportunity to
1: walk together through this. So what I'm hoping right now as I'm hearing you speak, because I, I uh, am a president of the board and I am a supporter of the organization and I'm, an, I'm a zeitgeist enthusiast. I am not, unfortunately, I haven't been through the program as a student. And what I'm hoping that the listeners are hearing right now is a sample of the level of quality uh, engagement and thinking and dialogue that you're going to get called into during the program. So I just kind of want to turn it to uh, Joella and Melissa for a minute and ask, like, is this what Saturdays are like? Because I want to be there. <laughs> In them,
2: yes. This is Joella. um On Saturdays, you know, we gather and we're a little bit chatty, and then it gets quiet. And Debony will ring her her Tibetan singing
4: bell, and we will start with silence. And that silence together is powerful. Mm. And then we take turns leading ritual to open.
2: Uh, open each Saturday. Um, For me, that was a fantastic experience to create a ritual and explore what is sacred for me in my practice and what to then share with uh, my classmates um, in that community. Uh, Oftentimes there was a didactic piece, some teaching. We usually had some reading to do beforehand. So, Stephanie would would introduce uh, the topic. Uh, Then we would have some sort of discussion about it. sometimes brainstorming, writing things up on the board, uh, taking notes, and we would think deeply and, and question. And it was a very, very safe
4: space to not know. I mean, that was the thing I came out of exploring with, is that it's a safe, comfortable
2: place to not know. And that is what opened me up to Stepping away from my Christian traditions that I had been a part of as a child and always felt a little uncomfortable in and then opened me up to explore the the earth honoring shamanic uh, practices of the Pachacuti Mesa tradition. So there was a lot of diversity in our group um, and each week we would take turns sharing our spiritual narrative. to hear other people's stories and and the way that they would share them, some people would bring in artifacts or books or paintings. Some people would just tell it off the cuff. Some people would prepare and read it. So uh, we would all share our narratives each week, um, alternating. And uh, I didn't want to leave each time. It was like I've I've gotten
4: my my fix with my community and um, and I miss those gatherings now. Mm-hmm. I'm watching all of us. I'm just kind of nod our heads a lot because there is something that it, that uh, that feels very
1: comforting and familiar. And I think I'm watching all of us kind of get this wave of relief over our faces as we get to the deep stuff, the deep dialogue uh, and conversation. So I love that. I hope that that is coming across in our discussion today so here is the part two to that question and let's just stay deep here why does spiritual direction matter right now
0: a a few years ago i wrote an article for uh, spiritual directors international the the title of the article is relationship as inclusivity and what i was addressing there was for many people who find themselves on the periphery of a faith tradition. Community is hard to find because what we know from the research that was true a few years ago and remains true now is that churches, as they have historically existed,
4: are, are falling away.
0: People are attending church less often, and, and, and now we're not even attending church in a building, you know? Um, it doesn't mean that church is bad or wrong, and when I say church, I mean this if it's church or synagogue uh, or um, whatever spiritual community that you have. But people are not becoming less spiritual. they're just becoming less religious, right? So we could have you know weeks' worth of conversation around the semantics of that. But the idea is people are looking for new ways to enter into their individual spiritual life, and new ways to enter into spiritual community. And my article in particular was, em- was emphasizing um, queer people, people in recovery from substance abuse, uh, people who have been traumatized by, by religious institutions. But I would also add, and this is particularly germane now, as we're having a renewed focus on uh historical racial oppression and violence against black bodies and other people of color um this population has not been represented typically in spiritual direction either by directors or um you know as directees as much i'm generalizing there are always exceptions Mm -hmm. but for the most part, my experience would be when I would when I would go to a conference or when I would have a conversation with somebody. Um, they tended to have a particular profile, and that is and, and interestingly, all of us in this conversation today, we are all white, we all identify as women. Um, but you know, that's kind of the cliche. That's kind of the, <laughs> that's kind of the general face of spiritual direction and. You know, I, I don't think that that face is going to be sustainable. I think we need more people of color having the opportunity to get involved in this. Yeah I think we need to see more queer faces in the world of spiritual direction. I think that we need to uh, invite a place at the table for people who have long-term recovery and make good sponsors and, and good wisdom teachers. And I think that people coming from various faith traditions need to connect with one another, and we don't need to be as insular. There's not a
4: winning team. You know? What do they call that? A zero sum game? Right. Hey, yeah. right. right. So help me understand. The difference between the Exploring Program, I know you went
1: over this a little bit, but I want to get back to it for a second, the Exploring Program and the Spiritual Direction Training Program.
0: Yeah, that's a fantastic question. Um, The Spiritual Direction Training Program is a two-year program. It's going to begin with what we call the Becoming phase, and that is academic. In the becoming phase, you're studying, it's a longer day on a Saturday, there's a lot of reading involved, and it is the academic learning of the practice of spiritual direction. The year following that is called engaging, and this is what Melissa is about to enter into, and that is a supervision year where you are actually conducting spiritual direction, and our time together on Saturdays. Is all about supervision because we make sure that our spiritual directors have very robust education and very robust supervision so that when we send them off into the world, we are um, proud of them and we're excited that they know about ethics and they know about differentiating between psychotherapy and spiritual direction or pastoral counseling and spiritual direction. And we're excited that they understand uh, identities and social justice and this sort of thing. So, exploring. As we said, exploring is group spiritual direction. If you would like to continue with the spiritual direction program that we just described, we're going to ask that you do exploring as a prerequisite. We want people to focus on their own spiritual formation before they focus on anybody else's spiritual life, right? We want mature spiritual directors. And so exploring is uh, a prerequisite part of that. Now, if you want to come to exploring and just do group spiritual direction and just hang out and develop your own spiritual life, and you're not interested in being a spiritual director, absolutely cool. Come on. You are welcome. Join the exploring program. So it is it is a prerequisite for the spiritual direction training program, but the spiritual direction training program is not a prerequisite for exploring, if that makes sense. Or a, a post-requisite, I guess it would be. <laughs>
1: So, what I hear you saying is that the Exploring program is a one year interfaith spiritual formation. Absolutely. And then there is a spiritual direction training program that is a two year program involving academic learning and supervision. Correct.
4: Okay, I
1: understand that. (laughs) If there were one story, that you would tell about your experience in Zeitgeist, either in the program or Debony, for you having been a part of all of the cohorts now that have moved through so far, um, what's one story that you might share with us about your experience?
3: I am, um, this is Melissa, and I uh, really remember in the Exploring Program the conversations that we had around inclusion I felt like we had a diverse group of folk that year, and um, reading Whistling Vivaldi was made a huge impact on me. Um, it was uh, written uh, by a Black author, and that was really important to me, too. Um, and so I just remember those conversations and not wanting to leave that that session because i was just thirsting for more and we were so open with one another and in a safe space with each other and um willing to allow each other to make some mistakes in asking questions um and knowing that we each had um uh, the best in our hearts when we were coming to this conversation so um, that particular session in exploring really stands out to me. Joella, how about you? The
2: opportunity
4: to lead ritual and also be a witness and part of other people's rituals, opening each, each Saturday, was very interesting to me. To be asked as a spiritual neophyte to lead something, it's like, now you're going to lead. I, it, 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 took, it took, you know, I went
2: through phases of anxiety going, "Oh, now I have to lead. I'm going, um, oh, what am I going to do?"
4: And having knowing that the community was a safe place to be vulnerable and share what was sacred to me, knowing that
2: it would be honored and others would participate as i was asking and then to do that as well I, re- I remember uh someone brought um cookies and they said this is this is the sharing of the of the bread the food this is this is our uh other people uh read poetry um somebody brought a violin and and played that it was it was beautiful um
4: So, yeah, the the ritual and the sharing and the safe place
0: to do that
4: was really meaningful to me.
0: And for me, I don't have one story, but I have one theme that shows up every Saturday that I need to teach, and that is... I uh, there's there's a lot for, as, as the teacher there's a lot for me to remember right I've got to make sure that we've got our appropriate discussion questions there's frequently um, physical things that are are involved and make sure I have the right books with me and and you know I gotta make sure I get something to eat before we get started and it it, it can be my mind can be on things that are not necessarily spiritual much more you know tactical and. There's inevitably a moment where I go, ah, I'm not ready. This isn't going to work. It's not going to, something will, will be lacking. And in that moment, I remind myself to trust the process. And maybe we say process with a capital P and that's God, right? Trust the process. Because as Joella pointed out before, we always start with a few moments of silence. And what I, what I know is, to, and Joelle, I'm so glad that you have the same experience as me. And that is that the magic happens in the silence. And once we invite holy mystery into the room, uh, the the, the logistical stuff doesn't matter because we're in sacred space. I mean, let me say that differently. I don't believe that I can, you know, there's not a moment in my, this is my personal belief. There's not a moment in my day when I'm not in sacred space. It's just a matter of whether or not I can tune into the channel, right? but on Saturdays we tune into the channel. And so trusting the process is my story because it's never gone wrong. It's never gone wrong.
4: So, so that's my Saturday story. It seems to me that the question of who is this for may have already answered itself throughout this discussion. My perspective on
1: it is that this is for spiritual seekers who are curious and interested in coming to this table. I certainly enjoy being at this table. What I think what is still left unsaid right now and probably important is what does it cost? What's my commitment? And when is the deadline? How do I get signed up if this is something I want to do? So let's get those
4: practical answers out there.
0: Okay, practical answers is um, there is not a registration process per se as far as applications because what I believe for the exploring program is that people will self-select. So I'm not worried, you know, we're not going to approve or disapprove you to come into the program. If you believe the program is right for you, we're going to trust that you've done some discernment and the program is right for you. So there's a registration process, but it's not an application process per se. Um, Side note, for the Spiritual Direction Program, there is an application process to move from exploring into becoming, but not relevant at the moment. So the deadline for that registration is August 28th. That's a Friday. Um, Many people like to procrastinate. And sometimes people sign up at the last minute. And if you do that, it will be okay. But if you listen to my voice, you can tell I'd prefer that you sign up earlier if your intention is to be with the program. (laughs) Um, So you don't have to wait till August 28th to sign up. You are welcome to do that at any moment. Um, The program will start in September. September 12th is our first Saturday. Uh, We'll always meet on the second Saturday of each month at 9 a.m., that's Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. to noon, Eastern Time. And um, the cost is, the total is $1,000. You're paying for all the way from September till May. So that, that works out to little more than $100 per session.
1: And to Melissa or Joella, whoever has some thoughts on this, what, What were the questions going through your head when you were preparing to sign up for this? Or what information do you think
4: somebody still needs to know uh, in order to decide if this is for them or not? I say if you're curious, just sign up.
2: I was invited and I was like, okay, I'm going to check it out. Somebody invited me. They thought
4: I might be interested in it. And they knew me well enough to know that I was going to be, and I was hooked. I guess I would add: if you if
0: you are hungry for community, if you have a yearning for a place to be assigned interesting books, interesting podcasts, things that uh, you may or may not be familiar with, and if you are hungry for a room full of people that have similar inclinations then um then let us be that place for you
4: i was trying to think um as
1: you were describing this as a year of spiritual formation that's a that feels like a really engaging invitation to me as a spiritual seeker i find myself in conversations with people and we end up saying i can't talk about this with anybody else when we if, if it's So for me, if you are interested in having those deep spiritual conversations, conversations about God and about faith and about different faiths and like really understanding uh, humanity from the spiritual perspective, that the idea of having a community, a gathering place to meet for uh, a structured amount of time where we are all given the same uh curriculum to read or to study or to be familiar with it gives us a common ground to have that conversation and then like joella was saying if you want to be called deeper into your own expressions of spiritual experience then this might be the program
0: for you then sign up and i think i i'm going to i'm going to refer to several students who have been in the program that did not come from a faith tradition and actually had been wounded by faith traditions, and they were tentative when they started. They didn't know if they were going to get beaten up with theology or uh, either by the program or by other students, and they've consistently expressed to me their joyful surprise That you know, if you're a nun, as an N O N E, when someone asks what's your religion, or you know that you're not affiliated, shall we say, students have been very very grateful to have found us.
1: And if anybody has any other questions or anything that wasn't answered here or something that's piqued their interest, what would you advise them to do, Debbie,
0: to get? I would advise them to go to the website Z G A T L dot org and uh on the under programs you're going to see exploring and click that link and all the details will be there Beautiful. and of course the link to sign up and we've actually got videos um you know today you got to meet melissa and you got to meet joella and uh, we have videos uh from many many of our students who have been in the program talking about their experience so that can go even deeper for you
1: Well, thank you very much, Joella and Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time to come and share your stories with us. Stephanie, I'm going to give the host chair back to you, but thank you so much for letting me play here today. It was a a fun position to be in because I am a full supporter of this mission and of these programs. And uh, I wanna just continue to grow our community as wide as possible.
0: Thank you, Pam. I, you did such a great job. It's really nice to be on the, on the recipient end of the questioning. So um, I really appreciate uh, your time today. And, and I also want to thank our students, Melissa and Joella, and, uh, and to acknowledge all the students who've been through the program, because we can't do it without you. And uh, so thanks, everybody, for your time today. And hopefully, we have reached a few people that will say, hey, that's those are my people. (laughs) I found my tribe.
1: (laughs) I can't wait
4: to meet them. You guys get on board. (laughs) Bye.